What it do, KT TV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's Wellness Wednesday, we have Arthur and Grambling State alumni, Mr. Vernon Davis. How you doing today, brother? KT, I'm blessed, man. Uh, it's been a great day thus far, man. How are you doing? Look, I won't complain, man. I am glad to have you in the building. Uh, I want to say thank you for taking a few minutes out of the busy schedule. Uh, especially on a Wellness Wednesday, man. So I appreciate you for being here today, man. Oh, yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me. Now, um, as, as we begin on this Wellness Wednesday, and before we get into all of the good stuff, man, uh, we like to do a check-in. So how have you been doing during this pandemic and staying safe? Man, uh, man, actually, the pandemic has uh, has been has been good for me. Um, you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about today, um, you know, took place during the pandemic. Mm. Uh, what seemed uh, very bleak um, at the beginning of 2020 uh, and uh, towards the middle uh, ended up being you know, a breath of fresh air for me, man. That is the pandemic, uh, not necessarily the virus, but the situation that it put us all in with being at home uh, a lot more than what we're used to. And so, um, yeah, just been staying busy, man, with work. Uh, staying busy um, with, uh, you know, the family um, and then striving to make an impact as best I could uh, with the resources available to me. Uh, so staying busy with that and, uh, you know, wrote my book, which we'll talk about a little bit more as well. So staying busy with that, man. And, uh, you know, just uh, trying to stay level headed, uh, keep my mental health strong uh, during this pandemic, where I know that there were a lot of breakdowns uh, throughout the uh, throughout the globe, man, with uh, people's mental health, uh, you know, being able to for being fortunate to keep minds uh, to strengthen minds and uh, and maintain uh, you know a good level of mental health. So I'm doing well, man. Uh, overall, yeah. I'm doing well. Thank you. That's for asking. good, man. It, it's it's all so important to um, man, just check in and make sure that we all doing good because I tell you, whoo, like you say, some people had a good um, and, and some people still struggling. Uh, you know, as yeah. I go through the school system and talk to parents. But but for for a lot of people, um, having that time to sit down, uh, kind of assess, you know, kind of go through those struggles, but have time to reflect on them. Uh, such a good time for us to to be able to just do that because I've never had that before, man. Well, I just had to sit down, same, you know. Same. <laughs> so, man, jumping into the book, uh, uncomfortable piece, right? It's all about naturally fighting diabetes, uh, by changing the, like life changes, changing routines, right? So, give us just a little bit of background on, uh, whether this was brought on through like a diet. Or we was going through the diabetes because it's hereditary. Uh, and what did it feel like the day you even got that diagnosis to head you into the book? Yeah, man. Great question, uh, KT. So, you know, in my family, I've only known of one person to have had diabetes and he was a distant relative. Uh, so it wasn't uh, hereditary for me. Um, it was, you know, caused by uh, poor, poor nutrition choices. Um, you know, my lifestyle was uh, very fast paced. And so I thought I was busy. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I was a boring kind of busy, like doing a lot of things to get them done, but it wasn't nothing exciting. It mm -hmm. was for work or it was for school, yeah. um, you know, kind of kind of running in place, if you will. Um, and in doing so, you know, in order to maintain uh, keeping my hunger in check, um, I you know would always get fast food or, or you know, hey. if I was uh, employed uh, at a place where there was a kitchen, you know, going to the to the kitchen and, and getting something made for me and um you know, mm. just poor eating habits, man. Uh, you know, not taking the time to, you know, effectively uh, work out, move my body. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, some of this even, you know, stems from, you know, the learned behavior of food addiction. Um, you know, that's why I attribute uh, my diagnosis to um, is uh, food addiction. You know, so in, in efforts to keep hunger in check, 
Um, yeah. You know, I was successful at that a little too good uh, to <laughs> where I was, you know, eating when I wasn't hungry. I was just eating okay. because something was there or I was stressed out or frustrated, uh, which, uh -huh. you know, being the boring busy that I was, uh, there were a lot yeah. of stressful situations and, you know, I handled them the best way I knew how. And that was uh, stuff in my face with chips, yeah, pizza, so, you know, uh, soda, juice, you know, things of that nature. Hey, that's it, man. I'm talking like, dude, every time, man, I go to that doctor, she tell me, slow it down, do this, do that, you know? And so uh, just putting that in perspective, man, it ain't always about that background. Like you can do it too, to yourself, yeah. you know? But but also just just being thankful to hear your story and understanding that if I can do it to myself, I can also undo it for myself. Exactly. Right? So that that's what I'm glad we're here to talk about. Uh, so now just jumping into it, um, because I, I will tell you, I'm old school. I still called it the sugar. Yep. You know <laughs> <laughs> so uh, knowing that there's two type of diabetes, type one, type two. Uh, can you really give us a little background on the type of diabetes that you were able to overcome? Yeah, so uh, when I was uh, you know, diagnosed, uh, I was diagnosed with type 2. Uh, and so uh, the distinction between uh, type 1 and type 2, uh, type 1 is, uh, is typically considered hereditary with it being a genetic disorder, uh, where the body just, uh, for lack of better words, just doesn't produce the insulin needed uh, to regulate uh, you know, throughout, throughout the body, you know, the sugar as it comes in and uh, the type 2 diabetes that I had that I developed uh, due to the uh, poor nutrition choices that I had, uh, my body just wasn't responding well to the insulin that it was producing. Um, and, you know, if I would have continued on the path that I was on, um, it would have uh, ended up uh, not producing insulin at all, uh, to which I would then have needed to supplement uh, yeah. that with, uh, you know, artificial insulin or insulin that's through a shot uh, that's given that would have been uh, administered by by me or, or a medical professional. Uh, so type 2 diabetes is what I was diagnosed with. Man, that's so scary, man. I, I have to um I have to get infusions because I have Crohn's, you know. So I think about those uh those needles. Yeah. And so man, I look, I don't know if I could make it, man. I man, just don't know. Mm, I, I, I man, I'm I'm grateful that I, I didn't have to, you know, go that route. I, I remember there yeah. was a um you know very notable rapper um during the pandemic. He he couldn't get insulin and he was on uh, Instagram or Facebook, you know, saying, hey, can somebody bring me some insulin? I'll give you, you know, whatever he was offering, uh, you know, for compensation. Uh, but it was that bad for him. He needed it. Uh, yeah. He didn't have access to it. So, man, that's crazy, right? It don't have the money. It don't matter, right? It, it don't. Oh, man. So you think about, um, you know, when we think about naturally, I think about people like Dr. said before, for example, oh, you know, and, and, and just um, people who believe like just taking advantage of the natural healing uh, that our bodies was made to do. So why did you feel that you would do this journey without medicine? Um, and when you were on the journey beginning, did it get, I guess, worse before it got better? Yeah, great question. So, KT, by, by nature, I'm a rebellious person, man. And, uh, you know, for years I've tried to, you know, improve in that area of my life. Um, but there are times, uh, you know, similar to, you know, responding with, uh, you know, stuff in my face if I'm stressed. Uh, if I'm stressed out about something, I'm upset about something, and someone tells me I can't do something or I need to do it a certain way, it is then uh, my natural instinct to say, no, I'm going to figure out another way. And so that's, uh, you know, kind of what took place for me when I was diagnosed. Um, the doctor uh, gave me a prescription for a certain medication. Um, and he said, take this, you know, cut back, uh, you know, some on what you're consuming. Uh, and, uh, you know, you should be able to be able to manage this. And, you know, my thought was, no, 
I don't want to manage this. Managing it means that I was going to be stuck with it for the rest of my life. I wanted to get rid of it. I wanted to reverse it. And you know, the medication wasn't going to allow for me to reverse it from what I researched. And so I said, hey, you know, I want to give a go at this naturally, you know, not consuming any of the medication and figuring out what it is that I can do, you know, with the resources that are available to me uh, and to everyone else to, you know, heal my body naturally without having to use uh, prescription or synthetic medication. Yeah. Um, oh, man. OK. Yeah. And what you say, bro? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that it got worse before it got yeah. better. It started getting better immediately. Okay. I mean, uh, KT, the, the day I was diagnosed, uh, my uh, blood glucose level was uh, 476. Uh, my A1C level was over 15.5. I mean, I was experiencing blurred vision and numbness in my uh, fingers and my toes, uh, you know, numbness in my left leg and a host of other you know, ailments uh, that, you know, I, before the doctor's visit i had no explanation for and uh you know once i started uh, doing my research uh, self-education and and uh, you know learning what was going to be beneficial for me uh, you know consulting with uh, two of my friends who became accountability partners for me as well you know i put things into practice and you know as the weeks passed i began to feel better uh i mean after about a month two months you know i was sleeping soundly through the night whereas prior to i hadn't slept soundly through the night since before college uh, so it was huge for me. Um, the frequent urination that I was experiencing, having to urinate on or excuse me, choosing to urinate on the side of the interstate because I couldn't hold my pee. I felt like my bladder was going to burst. That all stopped after about a month or so. Um, you know, things were things were getting back to normal. I started feeling better. I started losing weight, uh, which was helpful. Um, I didn't have blurred vision anymore. And so, you know, things got better. You know, after I made it up in my mind what I was going to do after my research, uh, things started getting better for me. They did not get worse. Yeah. And, and with that, um, I don't know if you talk about this in the book, uh, but thinking about reversing that cycle. And, and I'm so uh, glad that you use that terminology. Right. Because it's one thing to manage it and accept it. But it's yeah. another thing to say, this ain't me and I'm going to reverse this thing. And so just thinking about the people, because it's such a big number in our community of people who suffer from this. What was the first change or what should be? the first change that they look at to make in, in uh, the, the reversal. First change has to be the mindset. Uh, like you said, you know, management means accepting that it's here, that's going to stay. Uh, and, you know, hey, this is not me. I want to reverse it and get rid of it. So it's that mindset. Uh, you have to uh, have a strong mind about this first. Um, that way, when challenging times come, because challenging times are going to come, there are going to be tough days where you feel like giving up, you feel like going back to what you know, there are going to be setbacks that, you know, happen that kind of throw you off your schedule. If, you know, if you implement a schedule and you have to be able to be you know, strong enough in the mind to say, I'm doing this for this reason, not, hey, you know, it's getting tough. So let me go, you know, soothe myself with, you know, whatever it is I'm used to soothing myself with, which I can't lie, KT. I experienced that. Yeah. Uh, I had some of those days where, you know, I you know indulged in a hamburger and fries and I shouldn't have or or some other things. Um, but the, the shift in the mindset is priority. It has to be the first thing that we do. Man, that's it, man. And so just thinking about the book, man, Uncomfortable Peace. Um, when readers kind of look into the book, kind of take us on a journey through it, man. What do we get out of it? Yeah. So uh, you're going to get a flashback from me, um, you know, about uh, some information, um, you know, that my uncle shared with me uh, that stuck with me, uh, you know, going through this particular journey. Uh, I talk about, uh, you know, food addiction uh, a little bit, 
you know, and, and kind of when it started becoming out of control for me, um, you know, I talk about, you know, the things that I was experiencing prior to my diagnosis. I'm going to talk about the diagnosis, the day of, what I did prior to going to the doctor, um, what I did after I found out I was a type 2 diabetic, uh, my response. Um, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, having accountability partners. So, you, you know, readers will see that in there. That is a huge, huge element of my book, having people involved in your life, um, especially with something uh, to the magnitude of a chronic illness that you don't want to have to have long term. Uh, so, you know, talk about that. Um, you know, it's a great start. Uh, for anyone that wants to uh, learn how to heal their body naturally in general, uh, it's a great start to that self, self-education self and that research that one is going to need to do um, in order for information to stick. Because, you know, as a, as a former teacher um, and as a uh, student for life, um, I know and, uh, you know, I would imagine that others have experienced or, from, or are familiar with if someone tells you something, you know, it's a chance it'll stick. It's a chance that it won't. But if you see it for yourself, if you go find it and research it for yourself, it's a greater chance of it uh, staying embedded in your mind for you to recall at a moment's notice. Yeah, that's it, brother. Man, that is it. And um, like I say, it's so good to just hear you talk about it. Uh, because so many of us are dealing with that go, go, go life. And, and mm-hmm. we might go slide through that drive through real quick or go pick up something. And every time you just getting closer and closer. Oh, my God. And that's why I like my insurance. They make you go get that physical every year. And you just got to <laughs> listen to them people say, nah, man, this ain't it. You know? so <laughs> Yes, sir. Man, so then understanding that. I know you talked a little bit about it when you just got through, but thinking about that support system. Right. So yeah. we're going through the pandemic. I can't really see all my people like that. How instrumental uh, was that support system? And with uh, not being able to reach everybody, how did they keep you uplifted? Yeah, great, great question. So, you know, the pandemic, uh, at least for me, uh, it showed me, uh, you know, friends and family versus acquaintances. Right. And so, you know, I was able to really reevaluate my uh, my interior uh, and exterior circle. Um, you know, it was just great for that, you know, as tough as it was. And, you know, I couldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have experienced the success that I have experienced, uh, you know, in its totality without a support system. Uh, and this is in addition to my wife. This is in addition to my, uh, my mother and my father, uh, my uh, in-laws, my siblings, uh, my uh, cousins, my grandparents, you know, in addition to them, you know, having friends involved as well as I was fortunate to be able to, to have. Uh, it was so helpful, man. I mean, you know, technology, you know, nowadays, I mean, we're, you and I are on video chat. Uh, me and my me and my trainer, we worked out on video chat, you know, bizarre concept to me as far as uh, physical fitness is concerned. But it worked. Um, and I was apprehensive at first, but I was desperate. And so it worked. So having video chat. Um, having uh, email, having an instant messenger, uh, having, a, excuse me, um, you know, text messaging, you know, being able to keep in contact with everyone uh, through through those me- means of communication uh, was, uh, you know, how I was able to do that. And uh, it was very helpful for me. I mean, at a moment's notice, I could send a text message to my two accountability partners outside of my family that I spoke with con- continuously through the week. To give them updates, uh, you know, victories and opportunities or, or challenging moments and, uh, you know, share with them, you know, what's going on and get feedback from them when they're available to respond. And, you know, it always helped me to be able to push forward towards my ultimate goal, which was that reversal and, you know, overall optimal health. Man, and I was looking um, right here. 
Daniel Reyes said, uh, and shout out to Daniel, uh, the shameless plug, man. He gonna be on tomorrow, but he lost, <laughs> um, you know, lost weight too. Um, I want to say like 150 pounds in maybe 10 months, nine months. Oh, come on, that's what's up. But, but like he was saying, enablers, right? And so, um, how did you combat that, man? Once you change your mindset, how, how did you do that? Yeah, hey, great question, Daniel. So, uh, Daniel, right? Yep, Daniel. perfect, great question, Daniel. All right, so. <laughs> The mindset that I had, I had to I had to lose it. I had to adopt a whole new mindset of I can, I will. That's that's what it boiled down to. And once I adopted that and it stuck, I had to be, you know, understanding, respectful, empathetic, whatever words you want to use to anyone else that did not have that mindset as it relates to this situation, this chronic illness that I was battling with. Not anyone else uh, as far as my own personal journey. You know, no one's going to fight this battle for me. And so anyone that did have something negative to say or, you know, has something to say of, OK, you need to go, you know, do what the doctor said or you need to take this. You need to take that because the doctor said do it or you can't do it naturally, whatever. You know, I just say, hey, thank you for the feedback. You know, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing because I'm experiencing success. And, you know, once I got that stamp of approval from each medical professional that I interacted with, starting from my three month checkup onward, I was good. You know, it was no need to change what was working for me. And so those enablers or those doubters, they came around because I'm living proof of the testimony. I'm a living proof of a testimony of what is possible with, you know, just changing up your lifestyle in general, which, again, starts with that mindset, shifting that mindset. That's it, man. You're right. Got to start with that mind first, man. Uh, so as you went through this process, were you writing the book uh, as you went or did you kind of sit down after it was all not necessarily over, but after it was coming like to a slow point? Uh, did you kind of start writing then? No. Nah, um, I, so I was diagnosed in July of 2020. I didn't start sitting down writing this book until Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, that was actually the day that I sat down and said, hey, I'm going to start uh, working on a book. Um, and then each month, I'm sorry, each uh, appointment that I had for a follow up appointment every three months, um, I would just add on, you know, whatever happened prior to that appointment, what happened at the appointment as far as the uh, results, the conversation with the medical professional, uh, and then go on to, you know, whatever the next chapter was. Mm. And with the Davis family, is it Davis family publishing? Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. So, so now did you self publish it or how did that work? I did self-publish. Yes, sir. Uh, so, you know, I uh, you know had opportunities uh, elsewhere. Uh, mm -hmm. Great opportunities, might I add. And, you know, for what I'm striving to do in my family and teach my son long term, it didn't make sense for me to, to start off uh, my entrepreneurial journey um, as far as an author by being uh, published uh, by another company. Again, great opportunities were presented. Um, you know, I want to teach my son, hey, you know, you know, self-sufficient, right? And do for others. Um, and so, you know, figured out, you know, what did I need, what all I needed to do in order to start a publishing company, uh, was able to put that in motion uh, to where it's a, you know, a legal entity and, uh, you know, publish my uh, book, you know, under my own brand. Come on, man. That's it, man. FUBU. Come on now. <laughs> That's right for us, us right? Hey, man. Come on, man. So, so on top of the book, man, what, what else do you have going on that's coming out of the publishing house? Uh, so, um, the publishing side of our company, uh, so there's actually two sides of it. Um, the totality of it is Davis Family Management. Okay. Uh, so Davis Family Publishing, 
uh, you know, as, as an author, um, I have I have this book uh, working on a few others um, uh, looking to uh, uh, publish for other you know, first time authors that have stories or or things that they want to get out to the public uh, that they uh, up to up to date haven't been able to do. So in addition to that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a motivational speaker um, from my publishing company. I do it through my publishing company uh, so that my book is tied to everything that I uh, do. And then uh, as the years progress, uh, my other writings uh, tied to it. And then, you know, those that, you know, publish under our under our brand, uh, they'll be uh, writers as well. And, and we'll, you know, contract them out as well so that their their books are attached to it. So, yeah, right now, um, you know, just pushing my book, Uncomfortable Peace, and, uh, you know, booking speaking engagements to speak about achieving success, uh, overcoming obstacles and surviving setbacks uh, based on my journey uh, and the principles um, that I was able to apply uh, to uh, achieve my uh, end goal, uh, which, you know, actually never comes. You know, the end goal is is there um, as a marker, um, but but it's not attainable um, because optimal health. Uh, you know, the pursuit of it is a daily decision. You know, I could be you know, good, healthy today, uh, but tomorrow, you know, I can make poor choices and continue in those poor choices and be back to, you know, square one, you know, being with type two diabetes or having a high A1C. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's what we have going on currently. Yeah, man, that take me back to that. Uh, that Les Brown quote, uh, what do you say? Practice makes perfect. You say, get out that mindset. You say <laughs> practice make you better, but you can always better your best. Okay. Oh, so, so, so uh, hey, look, man, I'm with you, man. So now, as we talk about this, you know, I could not let you get away with me being from Shreveport, Louisiana, and you're a Graham alumni, man. Uh, what what's happening with this Gramlin, man? Have you been to the classics? What what happened this Thanksgiving? Oh man, I have not been to the I have not been to the classic. I don't think ever. Uh, yeah. The years I was uh, in college, uh, it, was, it was around finals, man. So I, I couldn't make that trip to, uh, to New Orleans. And uh, then I moved out to Virginia. And, uh, you know, I'm able to watch other games uh, on uh, on television for the Classic. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm not uh, too familiar with what's going yeah. on on campus. I'm actually trying to get back um, to speak. Um, I've uh, reached out to uh, some of the personnel there, uh, including President Gallup. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, waiting to, to hear back, uh, you know, of an opportunity to come and you know share my story with the uh, student body there on campus, as well as uh, faculty and staff. Um, but it's a uh, beautiful. Um, I did pass through there uh, like the week after Christmas, uh, and so it was uh, it was beautiful to see. Uh, you know, they're building it up, and uh, my understanding is they're working on more uh, and uh, you know building up more on the campus and around the campus. I mean, you know, KT, uh, when I was going to school there, we didn't have, uh, you know, a convenience store on the level that they have now, maybe a mile or so, maybe a half a mile from campus where you could actually walk. Um, I've seen a few, uh, you know, a few convenience stores um, that sell, you know, various items where you really don't have to go to Walmart. You can get everything right there in the city of uh, in the city of Grambling uh, or in the town of Grambling. And so uh, it looks nice. Um, you know, I can only imagine what it's going to look like uh, when my son enrolls uh, in uh, 18, 19 years. Come on, man. Look, look, I've already committed to the Grambling. Hey, it's a family <laughs> tradition, man. Tigers for life, man. Tigers for life. Well, it it is so amazing, man, how those Walmarts be be taking over them college towns, man. We used to call it Walmart because that's (laughs) that's where you go go to catch everything, man. Yes, I used to work at Walmart in Ruston. (laughs) Yeah, man, it was a hot spot. It was a hot spot. So now, um, for anybody who's who's really taking medicine, um, and really with the diabetes, 
how do you, I guess, talk to them about changing that mindset or maybe saying, do you really want to accept it and continue down that path or helping them understand that you can really say, I'm going to reverse it and, and start that path. How, as you begin to speak, would you talk to people about going down that path? But yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, all, it, it all starts with, you know, what do you want your future to look like? You know, who do you see in your future? OK, now, can you imagine that future that you just made mention of with all those people, with all those things? Can you imagine it without you? And, you know, when I talk to others that, you know, have you know high A1C numbers and um, that, you know, are dependent on medication currently, you know, I ask them, you know, hey, are you familiar with the side effects? Um, you know, the, the risk that comes with consuming this medication or that medication. Um, and are you uh, OK with, you know, the possibility of experiencing those which you know could also take you out um, now? In addition to that, you know, while, you know, it's, it's not wrong to take medication by no means, I made a personal decision not to because I didn't want to deal with the side effects. Um, so, but in, in, the, in that same conversation, we, we have a conversation about the food, which is really the issue. Uh, yeah. The food is the issue, you know, consuming too much of this, consuming too much of that, you know. And so we start talking about, hey, you know, have you have you considered, uh, you know, really changing your diet and how you view food? Uh, your mentality towards food. And once we can get uh, to a good spot on that topic, uh, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Once, you know, a person, you know, can say, hey, you know, this food is not going to control me. I'm not uh, living to eat, uh, but I'm going to eat to live. Um, you know, the sky's the limit with what can be achieved because the food we put in our body has an effect on every other aspect of our life. The way we carry ourselves, uh, the way we view ourselves, the way we view others, um, you know, how we perform at work, um, mm. you know, how things are at home, uh, you know, the food that we consume and the, the frequency in which we consume it and the quantity has a huge implication on a, a person's uh, lifestyle. Um, and, and how things are going for them, how they carry themselves. And so, again, once we can, you know, get to a good spot in th on that topic, on, you know, shifting the mindset towards food and using as as fuel uh, to fuel the body, man, the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, man. I was thinking uh, earlier, I I'm losing weight uh, because I've really been working out, but I've been so tired. And then I the first thing I said was, how am I fueling myself? You know, as, as I'm going from four, you've seen the emails coming across, man. I mean. It's early, this, but hey, look. Oh, like, man, can't see early, up early like me. Hey, man, but working, man. But, uh, but yeah, man. So, so, uh, just thinking about that, changing that mindset, uh, because we simply have to, right? You know, that's why, um, people like today and just talking to you or tomorrow, like talking to Daniel, uh, as we look at turning this thing around, everybody got them first of the year goals. Uh, but do they have the mindset to go with the goals is the question, or will they be back in the same position? You know, so awesome work today, man. Uh, where can we find you? Where can we buy the book? Talk to us all about that. Uh, yes, sir. Dfpublishing.org. Uh, that's where uh, anyone that wants to purchase an autographed copy of my book can find it. Um, also, my uh, social media links are uh, at the bottom of that website. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, very easy. Vernon P. Davis Jr., uh, Jr. Jr. Uh, P is just the letter P. Um, and I'm very active on uh, Facebook, uh, becoming more active on Instagram. Uh, definitely learning how to uh, balance uh, the use of both of those uh, for uh, business uh, professionally and then uh, as well as personally. 
Um, and then, you know, my book is also available for purchase on Amazon, uh, eBooks uh, on Amazon, um, and then uh, unsigned copies of it on, on Amazon as well. That's it, brother. Well, like I say, man, I appreciate you for taking some time out of the schedule today. Uh, it's all about providing that value, man. So every tidbit you drop today, I sure appreciate it, brother. Oh, yes, sir, KT, man. I pray this a uh, blessing to, uh, you know, everyone that's listening, you know, just at least one nugget you all can take away and apply. Um, I would highly recommend uh, harping on accountability partners. I can't mm. say that enough. Uh, like you may mention, uh, KT, you know, some people had, uh, or a lot of people had the uh, New Year's, you know, commitments and, and, you know, are they sticking to them? Uh, you know, you have a better chance of sticking to things you commit to when others are involved, when they're familiar with what your goals are and what you say you want to do, because they can hold you accountable and not a yes person, not someone that's going to tell you that what you want to hear, but someone you respect that respects you and that wants the best for you. That's it, man. All right, brother. Well, that will do it for us today. Uh, I look forward to having you back uh, after you go become a bestseller. Oh, thank you, KC, man. Pro <laughs> probably even before that. You know, I'm looking hey. forward to working with you again, sir. Hey, let's do it then, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. This is KT for KTTV signing out. 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 KTTV.